Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 1st, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. We just finished recording the week four main slate podcast, so check that out if you haven't already. But now we're going to break down both primetime games. And man, Josh, what a matchup here with Tampa and New England. And then we'll get to the Raiders and Chargers. But Tom Brady coming back to New England. And it's going to be quite a unique situation. And you found the the video uh, a while back with the 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 voice situation, the horse voice. Uh, interesting little twist here as we lead up to kickoff. Yeah, he he looked. Tom Brady looked like he had been. Um, I don't know what had happened to him. I thought he might have been sick or something with a cold or something like that. But I guess he just been yelling so much in practice that he had completely gone horse. So. He's definitely fired up for this game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he is. And I expect him to get a really warm welcome. I've followed him closely here for these last couple decades. Yeah. You know, be- being in New England. And, uh, you know, the fans just absolutely love him. You wouldn't believe how many license plates you'll see in New England that are TB12 or some variation of Brady or the Patriots. Uh, so they're going to really welcome him. It's going to be interesting dynamic with. You know, Tampa Bay coming in as this defending Super Bowl champs, uh, much better record and start to the season than than New England, uh, much more of a talented roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, he really is going to be fired up to to make a statement here, I think. And so, no big surprise that he yeah. was, you know, yelling and and all fired up early in the week here to, to get after this one, especially after a loss, right? I mean, Brady mm, yeah. he doesn't mess around after a loss, right? Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be fired up for that. Fired up for coming back to New England. Uh, he's just going to be fired up. Period. So. Yep. And you know, Tampa favored by seven here uh, on the road. Total of forty nine at BetUS.com.pa, uh, one of our partners. So why don't you start out with the the Bucks side here and break down this this attack? Yeah, so for the Bucks, um, they do have a couple key injuries. The first thing I want to look at is their injury report. Uh, of course, Gio Bernard has already been rolled, ruled out. Um, so Leonard Fournette's going to get the lion's share of the carries, it looks like, in the start. Um, and then Jamel Dean was ruled out. And now there is, it's kind of interesting, there is a chance that Richard Sherman might actually be able to suit up. Um, they just, you know, signed him, and he's only been there for a couple days, but it looks like they might throw him in there. So that could be an interesting situation. And then Rob Gronkowski, it's really hard to imagine him not playing in this game with him coming back to New England, but he is listed as doubtful. So I definitely have to take, you know, some precaution there because at doubtful, it's, you know, pretty unlikely that he's going to play. At least that's what they say. So um, and then there is an outside chance that they're going to get Jason Pierre-Paul back. So that would be a big boost for their pass rush, obviously. Yeah, it sure would. And then Scotty Miller's out too. Yeah. The wide out. So we've got some some key injuries and guys coming back on the on the Tampa side. Right. And then for the Bucks, um, of course, Tom Brady's he's off to another good start this year. He's got 10 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Uh had a big game last week with 432 yards passing against the Rams. And um he only threw one touchdown, which is pretty, you know, pretty surprising um for a game where you throw 432 yards passing and only have one touchdown. But 
I'm sure he's ready to put all that behind him this week. Um, Pro Football Focus has him projected as the fourth highest scoring quarterback this week. Um, even though New England has the second best rated pass defense in the NFL this year with only 159 yards allowed per game. Um, they do have one of their, their key areas of weakness, and that's one of the, the Bucks' strengths is the quick passing game. Um, New England is allowing 8.7 yards per attempt on the quick passes, which is the most in the NFL. And they're also allowing 127.2 pass rating on quick passes. So that definitely, you know, favors the Bucks passing game. And um, one guy that they could definitely take a look at uh, that, that Brady will try and find pretty often, I think, is Antonio Brown. Um, Pro Football Focus gave him the highest rated matchup of the receivers for Tampa this week. And so I think that Antonio Brown's definitely going to be in play. Um, another guy with Gronkowski being doubtful that they could look at is going to be Cameron Brait. Um, he's also going to be making his return to Massachusetts. He actually went to school in Harvard. And um, believe it or not, he actually used to wear uh, Gronk- Gronkowski's jersey in college. So uh, it's kind of come full circle for him and for Brady, obviously. Um, but Cameron Brait would, would definitely be a red zone target option for sure for Brady if Gronk's out. And then um, in the running game, Leonard Fournette's projected to be the starting running back for the Bucks. And New England's currently ranked 24th in fantasy points allowed to running backs. And, of course, we saw what they did last week, what Alvin Kamara did last week to them, um, pretty much did whatever he wanted. So the running game has been the way to attack the the Patriots so far, but this is not a normal passing attack going against the, the Patriots either. So there's, there's lots of opportunities for Tampa here. Yeah, I agree. Um, running games have been successful. So, you know, Fournette is in a pretty good spot. But uh, the, you know, the overall stats for New England in that pass defense, I think, can be a little bit misleading just based on the the matchups they've had so far. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the very low amount of passing yards allowed per game. But they did face Tua and the Dolphins in week one, uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets in week two, mm-hmm. and then Jameis Winston last week. Yeah. when he had Kamara to turn to to carry the load. So, you know, this is the first time New England's going to face a real strong passing attack. And with the ultra-motivated Brady, I do think they'll have a lot of success. And I agree. I think Antonio Brown's in a good spot uh, coming back from the COVID list. And and the tight end situation looks good, too. I mean, it looks like a a, a strong area to attack. And mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, how can Gronk sit this one out? I mean, those yeah. ribs must be really banged up. But if he does, you know, great. Um, he has stepped up before. Mm-hmm. Uh, very capable. Uh, can get in the end zone. Nice price. Only 4200 You get a big discount off of Gronk. Yeah. Uh, and Antonio Brown, you mentioned the best rating, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, our wonderful partners, and and he's a lot cheaper on DraftKings than Godwin at Evans, so mm. you save you save a bunch if you go there. And then I think it is big news that that uh, Giovanni Bernard is out. Last week he caught nine balls for fifty one, and uh, that's a lot of uh, production to go around. Now it was negative game script. We don't think that's going to happen this week, right? Uh, and Fournette and Jones aren't known for receiving. But mm-hmm. just one side note, on the year, Fournette has 12 receptions. Ronald Jones only has one. So 
I do think he'll get more of those opportunities when they're there. Uh, obviously, much more expensive, but I wouldn't mind getting some exposure to Fournette. And yeah. as much as as much as Brady wants to smash here, I don't think you know if they're inside the five. If if he thinks it's the right play to hand it off to Fournette, I think he'll he'll do it. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that's definitely going to be. They get down to that goal line situation. It's going to be Fournette. Um, probably be the first option at yeah. least on first and second down. So, absolutely. All right. Well, let's transition to the New England side. Um, you know, really tough spot here after that opening loss to Miami when they should have won, but they fumbled uh, and took care of business with the Jets. But then, you know, back down to earth with the loss to to New Orleans, and now they've got Brady and company. So they are the seven point dogs. Um, in terms of their strategy, I, I think it has to be to pass, and mm, mm-hmm. you know that's that's tough for Belichick. He is, has built this team around running the ball and playing defense, but you don't really want to run the ball against Tampa. They are ultra strong against the run, so I think it's you know let's put some faith in Mac Jones and see if he can turn it around. You know he hasn't done a ton, uh, and. You know, last week uh, went downhill with the turnovers, three interceptions. And so now on the season, he has he only has two touchdown passes and five turnovers. Mm. So that, you know, that is not the recipe for success in New England. No. So they have to figure out a way to take care of the ball. And, and you, you know, speaking of the short passes with Tampa, I think that's the way to go here. You hit Jacoby Myers in the slot. Uh, I think that's going to be their best attack. Uh, teams have had success against Ross Cockrell there. And last week, Myers had 14 targets, nine catches. Yeah. So Jones loves throwing it to him. Uh, very reasonable $8,400 price on DraftKings. You could also look at Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I like him more than Aguilar. You know, Aguilar did have eight targets last week, but only two catches. And Bourne, I think Bourne is just a better receiver. Yeah. He's never really gotten a great opportunity. He was always kind of down the depth chart uh, with San Fran, but uh, I, I like Bourne as an option here. And then uh, I do want to note uh, in terms of the roster news here, uh, Nikhil Harry has been designated to return from IR. So, you know, maybe there's a chance he's active. This is We're recording this on Friday night, so uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, because he had a good preseason, so he could influence things. But Myers, uh, you know, this also the strongest pro football focus matchup here for the New England wide receivers. Uh, and then with the tight end group, uh, Hunter Henry got five catches last week, despite you know fewer targets than uh, Johnny Smith on the season, fewer routes. Um, so Hunter Henry. Is an is another way you could get some exposure to this passing game, and I, I do think they'll uh, try to use him. Uh, but I am I'm just I'm going to avoid these running backs uh, because of the matchup. Uh, we also have some moving parts there. James White, of course, out now mm-hmm. with the injury, so Damian Harris is is the guy. But uh, I hate the matchup, and he's way too expensive this week. So who's going to be the value play to look at. We know J.J. Taylor got a few touches last week. Brandon Bolden uh, did as well. I like Bolden a little bit better here. 
He caught three balls for 23. He's only 600 on DraftKings. Uh, we think New England's going to be playing from behind, so he could get some looks. Uh, so my thought really on New England, you know, maybe go. The, 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 the X factor is do we go with Jones or not? Because I definitely want Myers. We have to have somebody from the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's my favorite target there. And then, you know, depending on what, what type of roster you want to put together, maybe a value play like like Brandon Bolden. Yeah, I think I think when you bring up Brandon Bolden, it just makes me think of how in general Bill Belichick always has these like obscure running backs that he has featured in some game at random. And he, you know, who knows? It could be the week that Brandon Bolden gets two or three touchdowns and wins you a tournament. You know, so I definitely like that call. Yep. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh and do you support the Jacoby Myers play? Yeah, I like I like Jacoby Myers. I liked him in, in season long. He's one of my sleepers, so um, definitely on the Myers train there. Excellent. Well, that game's going to be a lot of fun, very dramatic. Uh, looking forward to watching that one. And then uh, before we transition to the Monday night game, I just want to invite folks to join us for those lineups on Sunday night, the primetime game. We give out you know separate lineups from the main slate. And we still give out full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, the core on DraftKings for the cash games, the GPP. So jump in at DFSCoachTalk.com, grab a, a five-day pass, join us for the weekend into next week. You get all of our sports with any membership that you get. Or we just posted our NBA memberships, Josh. And so you can do the, the first half of the season in the NBA and get that web uh package on our website and again you'll have access to all of our sports so that'll get you through the super bowl if you uh if you grab that so dfscoachdoc.com to sign up and then we'll send you an email get you into our discord and that's where we give out the lineups about 30 to 45 minutes before kickoff yeah yeah and that nba package that starts right away right they don't have to wait it until does the season starts so. yeah it's called yeah. nba but you get we're, we're offering bonus time so join now right. And you'll get uh, all of our NFL stuff, MLB, PGA, and then we'll be ready to roll when, when NBA tips off. Before you know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like 18 days. days now, I yeah. guess. Since we're almost in Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Let's go to game two. It's the Raiders and Chargers Monday night, 815 Eastern. So early start out there in California. The Chargers, uh, the home favorites here by three and a half. 52 and a half total uh, undefeated Raiders against the mm -hmm. two and one chargers. And, you know, I think the big question mark here for the Raiders is it's an interesting dynamic because we've got Derek Carr, who was named the AFC offensive player of the month. He's averaging 401 yards passing per game. What an incredible start, but yeah. the chargers only give up a little over 200 yards passing per game. The way to attack the Chargers is to run. They allow a league-worst 170 yards rushing per game. Just last week, CEH went for uh, triple digits against them. Pollard and Zeke ran ran all, all, all over them the, the week before. So, you know, what do the Raiders do? Uh, I think they will try to run it as much as possible. Uh, Gruden certainly loves to play some smash-mouth football. But we don't know who's going to be out there. We've got Josh Jacobs questionable with the ankle. Uh, seems like he is getting some some work out there on the grass. So 
Uh, again, we're quite a few hours ahead of kickoff here. So we'll wait and see. Um, you know, if he's active, it becomes a little bit muddy because we don't know, you know, how healthy he'll be. Do they continue to give Peyton Barber some touches? Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake, obviously, a, a big part of this attack as well. So it'll be a little easier to evaluate if he's out. But, uh, you know, if he's getting in limited practices, decent chance he plays. So you could go with one of those guys. Um, you know, the pricing is interesting if if Jacobs is out. Because Barber's 6,800, Kenyon Drake 54 on DraftKings. Barber got way more touches last week. 23 carries, went for over 100 yards, also caught three balls. Drake only had eight carries, but he also caught three. I like Drake better in terms of talent. Um, you know, And maybe mm-hmm. he gets a bit of a boost after all those touches for Barber. But he's not that much cheaper. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's your, what's your take on this Raiders backfield? Uh, it's a little bit murky. Yeah, it's it's real murky, and and I think like you said, you know, Barber had the breakout game last week, but I think Ken Kenyon Drake is the more talented running back. Um, so it's it's kind of it's hard to know, you know, yep. what they're going to do. We got to get in, inside John Gruden's mind a little bit, which is a scary proposition. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's entertaining though. <clears throat> yeah. The other thing is, I mean, this is a good time to mention that you really want to have your showdown slate lineups tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, evaluate the game as a whole uh who, which team you think is likely to be ahead and then you've got the team trailing likely to throw more you know who are they going to target when they're behind is it a team that likes to throw to a running back a bunch um and so that can help you make a decision on which running back to play um so let's talk about the passing game here when they do uh, pass the rock i like Hunter Renfro again. He made us some money last week. Mm, nice mm-hmm. value play against Miami. Five for 77 mm-hmm. and a score. In this one, he's priced back up. Um, much more of a moderate uh, mid-tier guy. But uh, pro, pro Football Focus has this as the number one matchup for wide receivers in this game. Uh, Renfro in the slot against Campbell. And we saw what C.D. Lamb did against the Chargers. Eight for 81 much more productive than Cooper and company. Mm-hmm. So I, I like Renfro. You know, I, I liked him a lot against Miami. I don't like that he's priced up a little bit here, but, you know, it's a different situation. So you just evaluate it uh, within the context of this showdown slate. Uh, and I just I trust him more than Ruggs and Edwards, uh, especially on DraftKings and PPR. You know, you could look at things a little bit differently on FanDuel. Um, then we've got Waller who, as we were talking about before the podcast here, sort of matchup proof, but uh, Kelsey did well against the Chargers last week, seven for 104. Uh, Waller is just a monster. So you have to pay a monster price if you want to get him in. And, uh, you know, he may be uh, a real turning point here because, you know, if you fade him, that can be a big mistake uh, because he can put up, you know, 30 fantasy points or more. But, He's expensive if you play him, and if he has just one of his average five for fifty games, then yeah. he's probably he's probably not going to be in the winning lineup. So, what are your thoughts on on the passing game here? Do you like uh, Renfro Waller, or do you like one of the other guys? 
Yeah, I do like Renfro. Um, I've also noticed from the games that I've watched with the Raiders that that Edwards seems to be a guy that Carr really trusts, especially down the field. Um, so he's somebody that I'm going to keep an eye on too. But if I was going to pay up for one Raider, it would definitely be Darren Waller. I mean, like we said, he's matchup proof, and uh, it's a good matchup for the for the Raiders against the Chargers, who've been, you know, susceptible to the tight end. So. Yeah, and Edwards really had a nice stretch there uh, down the stretch against Baltimore in that overtime game. Uh, and that reminds me, I wanted to mention that, you know, the Raiders 3-0 and here, but two overtime wins. They could easily be 1-2. and Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I do think it makes sense for the Chargers to be favored. So why don't you take that side? Do you agree that do you like the Chargers side here a little bit better? Yeah, I do like the Chargers. They're at home. Um, this is going to be, um, you know, a big game for them after the big win in Kansas City. Uh, the crowd's going to be fired up, obviously. Herbert's the fifth highest projected scoring quarterback um, by Pro Football Focus this week, just behind Brady. And um, like I said, last week they won an arrowhead. He had 26 out of 38 passes for 281 yards and four touchdowns with no interceptions. So, Big week for Justin Herbert last week, and I think he's going to pick up right off, you know, where he left off last week and have another big game this week. Um, and he's probably going to be looking, especially if Keenan Allen's a little banged up. It looks like he will play, but he's a little banged up. And and Mike Williams has really become his favorite wide receiver. Um, Keenan Allen's been targeted 33 times, and Mike Williams has been targeted 31 times. But in the red zone – um, Mike Williams has come down with four touchdowns and Keenan Allen only has one. Um, and, and Williams is actually the second highest fantasy receiver this year so far. So Mike Williams is definitely on, you know, pace for a breakout season. And, uh, I think he's probably going to have another big game on Monday night. And then the other, the other option you could look at is of course, Austin Eckler. Um, he's seen 15 targets over the last two games. Actually, he didn't see any in week one. So um, he's averaging 19 fantasy points per game this season. So when you take in the fact that he didn't have, you know, and you consider that he didn't have any targets in week one and he's still averaging 19 fantasy points per game, that's pretty impressive. And um, he should see a pretty heavy workload again this week. And uh, Pro Football Focus has him projected as the seventh highest projected scoring half or running back. And, um, you know, so this is a favorable matchup for Austin Eckler. And then, for tight ends, um, the the Chargers let let Hunter Henry, as you mentioned earlier, go to to New England, and um, they actually have the former Packer Jared Cook now. So you could look at him as a as a low owned tight end option. As we saw, you know, this past Monday night, tight ends have had pretty big impacts on games, and so if if it's going to be somebody like a Hey, Josh, I lost you there for a second. I, I know. I noticed that. <laughs> Were you calling Cook uh, the, the newest Uzama? Maybe. I Maybe. don't know. Okay. But it just seems like tight ends have you know pretty big imp- impact on these games, these primetime games. So we saw it with Dalton Schultz. We saw it with C.J. Uzoma. So maybe Jared Cook could be the one this week. You never know. Yeah, I mean, certainly all, all the, the great lessons he learned while in Green Bay, he took them yeah. with him for sure. Uh 
Yeah, I mean that. I think that is the key. You, you zero in on the the top four for the Chargers, and you decide: Do you want to go with all of them, Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams on mm-hmm. DraftKings, or do you want to leave one of them out? Go with three of the four. I, I think that's probably the decision I'm going to be making. Um, and you know, it pains me those stats about Williams and the touchdowns because I've got Keenan Allen on a season long league. I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like you said, Williams uh much more expensive now on DraftKings. So Keenan mm-hmm. Allen actually cheaper, which I love on on DraftKings and Eckler, man, a PPR monster. Yeah. I uh, just love that guy. Uh, so, you know, I may go with Eckler and Allen and Herbert. I may fade Williams here uh because of the price and, you know, uh, hope for uh some uh touchdowns funneling more towards Keenan Allen here mm-hmm. and cook definitely, definitely a factor. 4,400 is a nice price for him. Uh, positive matchup according to pro football focus. Uh, then the cheaper guys for the chargers, those are like the real GPP type situations. If you're going to go with a Jalen Guyton or a Palmer. Yeah. The, and then the backup running backs have just put out dud after dud with Roundtree and Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson, you know, I like his his uh, profile, his his talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made you know he's had some strong games, but not really trending in the right direction. Just hasn't gotten it going this year. But he's only two hundred dollars on DraftKings. Hmm. So uh, somebody to consider if you're playing multiple lineups. But yeah, this is a this is a uh, an Eckler and Allen game for me. Probably Herbert. Uh, and I, I am going to lean towards this Charger side in the uh, the Monday night matchup. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like what you pointed out about Keenan Allen. I mean, you can't just expect Mike Williams to do that every week. So I think that one of these nights it's going to be Keenan Allen's turn. And when he's priced, when Allen's priced lower than Williams, you know that'd be a good week to pick him. So absolutely. Well, we will put our final picks together uh, for Monday night. Feels like a long way away. Yeah. We wanted to get really this one out early uh, for the weekend so people can listen to it uh, whenever they want on, on Saturday uh, after you get ready for the main slate. So, again, check that one out. Uh, subscribe mm-hmm. to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, hit that uh, thumbs up. We really appreciate it. We're going to continue to bring these three podcasts per week for all of the key slates in uh, NFL DFS, the Wednesday night show for the Thursday game, and then the main slate. Uh, and then this primetime show to get you ready for those two games. And then, again, we give out full lineups for all these games uh, and the main slate. Full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, cash lineup, GPP lineup, and then the core on DraftKings in cash and GPP. So uh, we try to get uh, our members ready for all the different possibilities, and uh, we, we appreciate them. Really enjoy our Discord. Uh, so jump in with us again, DFSCoachTalk.com. And if you have any questions, just reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, that will do it for the primetime show. Josh, great work as always uh, on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team. And Josh, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.